The great north land is sung by every band. The coast from north to west has a grand quest. It is home to sourdough and gold. It honors the brave and bold. Eight stars rest high above and fresh white snow below. Together the bears run. Under the midnight sun, the northern eagles flew over the deep ocean blue to see this majestic place in its wondrous grace. This is Wright Brennan with Lost in the Midlands podcast, sponsored by Sea Wright Roofing. Today, I am here with an entrepreneur, a world traveler, a BNI networker, my friend, Michelle Miller with Association Management Professionals. Amp, how are you doing today? I'm doing very good, thank you. Awesome. So fired up to have you here today. Um, it is always exciting to have a fellow BNI networker and somebody who is uh, somewhat in the construction industry, home improvement. I mean, you do a lot of different stuff that is trades related. So I do, and that's actually how we met that is, several years ago. That is. That was a cool poem. Let's, let me just jump into that real quick. Uh, you recently took a trip to Alaska. This past spring. You, and you take a lot of fun trips. But tell me, that Alaska trip must have been like something next level. It, it was. It was probably my favorite trip ever. I was ready to go back as soon as I left. <laughs> I didn't care how cold it was. Um, it's just gorgeous country. Yeah. I mean, the, the scenery, the snow-capped mountains, the cliffs, the wildlife. Oh, yeah. I got my whale tail picture. It was awesome. Cool. It was It was the best trip ever. And probably a great place to go when it's hot as heck here in Columbia to escape it, to. It, it is, yeah. It was a little chilly. It was windy, but we had no rain. So, I mean, I guess the weather cooperated according to a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw some of those pictures. So, look forward to seeing your – I mean, you go on so many trips. Just, you know, it's like, you know, where's you know, where's, where's next? Yeah, where's next is just the Bahamas again. Again. <laughs> again. Cool. Well, when you're not world traveling, you're doing – a lot of awesome stuff with the uh, with me, with other trades professionals, et cetera, with your business. But before we get into your business, I do want to kind of find out a little bit about your early life, where you grew up, your beginnings. Um, I am from upstate New York, right on Lake Ontario, a little itty-bitty town, um, less than 5,000 residents. Um, grew up there lifelong, uh, moved around a little bit once I got out of high school, uh, ended up in Florida for a while, then Myrtle Beach, and then I ended up in Columbia in 97. And this is where I've been ever since. Wow. What a change of, of pace going from upstate New York down to Florida. You said Myrtle was next. Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. And then you're like, let's try Columbia. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, we're glad that you're here locally with us. And what some of your early jobs? Um. Actually, food service, I started out when I was little because my mother was in it. She used to do specialty, um, like catering and stuff, um, events. Um, My first concert was the Go-Go's in NXS that I got to see free back in the early 80s. Oh, cool. Rock and roll. um, Because she uh, worked in the venue for the food service. And then... um, just a lot of different things, and then I went to, I actually went to school for travel and tourism. That didn't work out. I did not want to sit in an airport or a call center selling airline tickets. 
Yeah. And then um, when I moved to Myrtle, uh, from Myrtle Beach to Columbia, I actually started for a small real estate company and then did sales and then grew property management and HOA. And then um, in 2010, I went out on my own and just did strictly HOA management. Didn't want to do all the other stuff. So. Well, you, you found your niche, you know, you, you, you definitely dabbled a lot, which I hear that from all different types of people who kind of go out on their own. Well, we dabbled, you know, I dabbled in a million different things and then we picked this one. I'm interested in like that decision to go out on your own. How was that scary move? Was that a, did it kind of come to a head or did you know ahead of time you were, you're going to make it happen at some point? I didn't. Um, I had been with the previous company for 13 years. Um, there was just a lot going on. I actually had some other people trying to recruit me into their companies for uh, rental management and stuff. Um, And then I had the option to go out on my own. Somebody came to me and said, you know, a couple actually people came to me and said, you really should do this on your own. And so I had that decision. Um, I left that company. We took a couple weeks in Florida and went to Walt Disney World and stuff. Probably one of the most expensive trips we've ever done. And then uh, came back and decided, okay, I think I'm going to try this. And it was slow going. It was just me out of my house yeah. for a couple years. And then I kind of hooked up with somebody that gave me a little bit more to do that needed help. Yeah. Um, and, but now I am have grown up to 20 HOAs. Wow. Uh, the most growth has actually been in the last year and a half. Wow. So it's... Uh, been a whirlwind the last year and a half or so. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, your team is definitely growing. And being the HOA professional, I mean, that has to have some sort of like leadership element because you're dealing with the boards, right? You're dealing with yeah. a whole team of homeowners and you've got to kind of help guide them in the right direction. I mean, tell me a little bit about that kind of dynamic. Um, it's hard because you've got a lot of personalities. Yeah. A one being mine, which is a pretty strong personality. <laughs> but I've got, you know, I was trying to remember, you know, this isn't my home. It's not my community. But at the same time, I need to try and guide them to the best course so that, one, there's no repercussions. I mean, some of them want to be very strict and very Cynthia-like, I guess you'd call it, or Karen-like. <laughs> I, there's a couple of commercials that talk about that. But yeah. um, they just... I have to dial them back sometimes or say, you know, you, you really can't do this because it's not part of your covenants yeah. or um, you just got to look at, say, well, how are they perceiving it? You know, if that was you. And so it's kind of like babysitting. It's also being mediator. Yeah. Um, I have to wear a lot of hats. I always try and tell them, you know, let me be the bad guy. They're the neighbors. You have to live next to them. So let it fall on me. Um, cause I don't have to live on the people don't like me. That's just part of my job. I understand that. Um, it's a pretty thankless job. I do have a couple of owners that always call me up and say, Michelle, thank you for doing this. Or, Hey, this looks great. Thank you. It's very far and few between, but it's, you know, what I do. I'm used to it. <laughs> you're, you're used to just absorbing the negativity. <laughs> that's your job. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a, a, a a tell that you're you're being the leader out there in the community. Very thick-skinned. So, Michelle, you mentioned that one of your uh, job duties really is to be the bad guy, or, you know, that's the position you take. 
And there's a lot of HOAs out there that don't have that type of uh, person. I mean, you know, they're they're self-maintained. There is no professional that is that is doing it. And I'm wondering, is that like one of your best customers? The board runs into that problem where you know the people on the board are becoming the bad guy, and then you get to step in. That's just my idea of how it works. It's one of my best customers. It's also one of my toughest. Okay. And the reason being is because when a board is what uh, a homeowner is, a homeowner's association is called what's self-rule, meaning the board of directors is basically trying to do everything. They don't like to go knock on people's doors, not literally, but saying, hey, you need to pay this, or hey, you can't do this, or no parking on the lawn. So people get away with a little more stuff, but then they want to get a management company in to stop it. And yep. it's the hardest thing because all of a sudden you got somebody coming in here and saying, no, you can't do this. Well, I've done it for a couple of years. Well, we understand that, but it's not ever been a rule that you could do that. Um, so it makes me even not liked even more sometimes than that. <laughs> and it's harder. It's harder to go into something that's not been maintained as far as a set of rules and regulations or covenants and stuff. But, you know, again, that's people call and complain about somebody if I have to send a letter out an email, it's always, I went through the property and saw this. I yeah. never state, oh, so-and-so called, or even that anybody on the property complained. I always make it look like I'm the one that took notice of it, or I'm the one that took that picture, not your neighbor down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Very judicious of you. I try. <laughs> this is Wright Brennan, the owner of Sea Wright Roofing. When it comes to the maintenance of your roof, you want to know that you have an experienced team that knows what they're doing. And with 10 years in the business, we check all the boxes. Leaky roof, storm damage, or just overdue on maintenance, give us a call at 803-828-4181 for a free estimate. Again, that's 803-828-4181. And remember, our commitment is to roof it the right way. Yeah, I, I can see how there's been probably multiple times where it gets real interesting. <laughs> you, know, you see all the dynamics. Some people probably just don't even like each other, so they're kind of like... It is. It can, it can be like a, a feud between neighbors, and it, you just kind of try and de-escalate. Sometimes there's no saving it, though. They're, they're going to complain about each other even if one thing's done and they'll go on to something else. There's always that person that's going to... Complain about something. But you're good at conflict resolution. I, you, I feel like you enjoy this song. You like bringing people to the... the I do, to a way. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I don't get off the phone with them and just cuss out. I mean... <laughs> well, you're human. I'll just, you know, yeah. I mean, I, my, frustra my frustration's got to go somewhere, so usually it just goes into air once I, you know, am off the phone with them or whatnot. Or I'll sit there and type an email and then just delete, 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 delete. Saying, okay, I can't send it, but I'm typing it out. <laughs> Well, maybe part of this personality of yours stems from the you know upstate New York. You've got that tough as nails, blunt to your face. This is how it's going to be. I got to imagine that helps you some. You know, dealing with Southerners, I'm sure sometimes that just cuts right to the chase. It, that and I, I grew up pretty independent. I was the only child. My parents worked a lot, so. I was on my own a lot. I mean, nowadays it's illegal, but I was babysitting by the time I was nine. Oh, well. So, I mean, back in the day, that wasn't a bad thing. Um, nowadays, you can't even be alone unless you're nine. So, it's, I, I grew up pretty independent, so yeah. I guess that's part of it, too. So, you're babysitting when you're nine, and, you know, managers, 
adult babysitters. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it comes down to, well, it, it, I am always so impressed with your professionalism, being one of your, um, you know, someone who, who helps out when I can. And I was wanting to ask about your experience with BNI because I know that you're a member of a big chapter called EPN, mm-hmm. and you mentioned how your business is starting to grow in the past couple of years. Tell me about how it impacts your business. Um, I originally um, came into BNI thanks to you. Um, and because I was complaining to you on the lack of contractors that I needed. Um, We were working on a roofing project, and I kept complaining to you about, you know, I've been trying to get in touch with these kind of people, these kind of people, and you're like, finally said, oh, hey, come visit. And that end has helped me immensely. I mean, I have utilized so many people in BNI for plumbing, printing, um, carpet cleaning, Everything, welders, um, it's just been great. Yeah. Um, I have gotten a couple of HOAs for referrals to me, working on a couple more. Yeah. Um, but that's not why I really got into BNI. I didn't really get to, into BNI to necessarily put money in my pocket. I just wanted the camaraderie and the communication and the relationships to get there with a contractor side because I do a lot of maintenance and stuff for my co- all the condos and townhomes, I'm responsible for a lot more maintenance than a, just a single family housing development. Yeah. Maybe. And this, there is a huge pool of tradespeople in BNI. There is. It's, it's if huge. you're looking for tradespeople, it's a great place to be. And if you're a tradesperson, it's yep. also... Some people I never even thought I needed. That's right. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. What advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about going and stepping on their own? Um... Be prepared to work. I mean, when I first started my company, I was my own maintenance person. I had my little van with my tools and some materials, and I literally... No kidding. Yeah, I would leave my house, and, you know, instead of trying to take on a maintenance person that just went around to do little stuff, I was doing it. I was stenciling numbers on parking spots. I was changing out light fixtures, light bulbs. Um, now, I was, that was, mind you, that was not part of the management I actually build out for that time like I would a maintenance person, um, which just helped me grow, one, to know the properties better, even though some of them I had already worked on for several years, and two, to um, just see what was involved in that end of it. Because yeah. before it was always uh, kind of behind the desk and stuff. But being that way, I kind of got in more in-depth into the properties. Um, when I got busier, obviously I can't do that anymore, even though sometimes I would love to. Um, so, But it just helps with the all-around learning process or building. I learned it all, but building you know, that end of it. And it also personalized me to those communities yeah. more than just, oh, she's somebody on the phone. They got to meet me and know me good or bad, and, and um, so that helps with that. The, the only bad thing is is now that I've grown and have people in the office to help, they still want to talk to me personally. So it's hard for them to get away from that, oh, well, Michelle's the only person we can talk to mentality. <clears throat> that is a challenge, isn't it? It is. It's a very big <laughs> challenge that I'm going through right now, yeah. I understand. Well, that is interesting. I didn't know that, that you were doing this stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> but – while that makes sense, as well as you know your properties, that's always been something like, my gosh, she knows like where all the you know, parking spots are <laughs> in every one of these properties. 
And how well you know roofing. Were you on the roof? Is that why you know so much about roofing? Were you up there putting shingles no. down too? Okay. No, that was just learning. Um, I've done some ever, even in my pre with the previous company, I did some roofing projects. And you okay. learn. You just learn stuff along the way. And I try and absorb. I don't just try and say, okay, listen, and I'll reiterate. I mean, I try and maintain as much as I can. Yeah. Um, same with plumbing. I mean, I've learned a lot about plumbing and where plumbing lines are, and people are like, well, the, this line doesn't go through here. I said, trust me, it goes through there. You open up that wall, that line's going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. So you just you just learn. You're a real professional. <laughs> and great advice. If you're going to go on your own, you're going to work. You're going to work a lot. Yeah. If you don't, please call me and explain how you made that happen. <laughs> it's true. Um. Where can people find you if, if an HOA is looking for help? Um, I am located in West Columbia. I've got an office there at 1905 Sunset Boulevard. Um, I also am online at uh, amphoasc.com, and my office phone number is 803-457-2442, which also accepts text. Um, if people do want to maybe get some more information or get a quote, the website also has a page that they can fill out to request information and a quote. And uh, I gladly meet with people. I, again, I'm fully local. I do everything local. Um, I am also on property. Yeah. I go out to properties a lot. Even a single-family home community, I go dr drive through, check it um, at least a couple times a month, if not more. If you've got a pool and stuff, I'm usually out there a lot more, especially in the summer. Because um, I do do a lot of pools and clubhouses and have to deal with DHEC and all that happy stuff. Yeah, I <laughs> so, understand. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm even though I do travel some, I I even if I'm on a ship, I'm usually answering phones and emails if I can, if if I want. If not, I have my office people deal with it. But awesome. I'm around. You are. Thanks for coming on the podcast. What an exciting show it was. And, and thanks for, you know, being a member of the community, BNI, et cetera. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah. Fun. Yes, ma'am. Hey, everyone. Many thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a follow and click the bell to stay up to date on future episodes or click the link to watch another previous episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and please leave us a comment. We'd love to hear your feedback.